Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Superstore After Show. This time we're breaking down Season 2, Episode 2, Back to Work. We're going to talk about meeting cute over hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> Doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, look at this. Kelsey's never what heard this, this song. What is this? Where <laughs> <Yeah>. am I? <laughs> it's the Captain and Tennille, only the best. Look at that. You better shop around. What better way to bring us into the Superstore After Show here on After Buzz TV? That's right, we're breaking down the entire season of Superstore right here on After Buzz. Yeah, I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. To my left, though, we got the lovely and talented Kelsey Hightower. Yes, I'm Kelsey Hightower, and you can follow me online at, at Kels Hightower. Look at that. So let's just jump right in. Well, first, you've never heard the song before. No. It's a little bit that you've heard right now. How are you enjoying it? I love it. All right. I love it. It's so upbeat. You just want to dance. You just want, just want to make it go to like a big box store and just buy a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's sure. bring out the cash. <laughs> Bust it out. Woo. All yeah. right. Yes. Get some toothpaste, you know, <laughs> cotton balls. <laughs> I like that. that that's your meeting go-to. So you're thinking about going shopping at a big box store. Yep. Yeah. There you toothpaste, go. Toothpaste, cotton balls. That's there what I need. Know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. On the grocery list. I, I usually I veer towards the action figure side. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I go towards toys first. That's, I'm, a, I'm a terrible person. No. Well, Not at all. Oh, thank you, Kelsey. Uh, so uh, we'll get back into the episode two of Superstore, back to work. So, I mean, they, they've gotten through the strike. Didn't go as well as they thought, but they figured maybe they can fight the power from within the corporate structure. So they all head back and take their jobs over again. I know. Got to get back to it. I mean, at least Glenn got his job back. Yes. But Everybody's he, happy about it. But he can't even rest because Jeff from corporate is still there. I know. So Glenn, I feel like he thinks he needs to make a really big impression on Jeff. Yeah. I'm a tough guy. Yeah, tough guy. That's what I wrote down, too. It's like he was trying to be the tough guy the whole time, like show him that he can be what corporate wants him to be. Now, have you ever had a boss that you've seen, like, when their boss comes in, they certainly act different to try to show that, like, hey, I'm really in control of the situation? You can just tell different people act differently, like, when, not necessarily in a work environment, but just when other people get around, if it's somebody they're trying to impress, or, I don't know, you can tell how people act differently, in certain situations, so I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But all right, Kelsey, just uh, I think this is honesty time. Have you ever acted differently to try to impress somebody else? Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, I can't lie about that. I mean, let's throw it back to middle school, and you're just like, oh, I don't know. If a teacher's around, you're like the good kid. If the cool kids are around, then you're like, I'm cool too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you right. know, I'll rob that like, bank. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Talking about my own past. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't get into that. <laughs> uh, a little too close to home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh-oh. Uh, Hopefully none of the law enforcement there back in Lockwood, Illinois, is watching this right now or I'm in trouble. <laughs> They're coming for you. <laughs> but uh, Jeff, I guess he wants to kind of impress everybody that, uh, hey, I'm a nice guy. Even though I work for corporate, I brought everybody welcome back flowers. Just one vase of flowers. I know. It was funny, though. That was, that was a little precious moment because he's like – Trying to be a kind person, I think, and I don't know. Does he? He he wants to get promoted. He's ready to go, move on up. We saw that kind of at the end, but yeah, I'm trying to gauge Jeff because I feel like he he's aware of the corporate policies of yeah. of Cloud Nine, and he's still fine with it. Like, oh, this is an unpaid break that he says later on the episode. So mm-hmm. it feels like some of the things he's cool with the way that this corporation runs. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out how genuine is his uh, approach with the employees. Like, if there's something you think we can improve on, let us know. 
yeah, I don't know if he's genuine about that. He just kind of seems like he's there, like, okay, they sit me down. I'm like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and then I'm going to go back home. You know, it's just kind of like a mundane thing to yeah. him. Because I guess it's hard because I feel like the show has put Jeff in a, like he's, he's been placed in a position where he, he wants to solicit that, those, that information from the employees, and mm-hmm. yet circumstances have prevented the employees from really telling them what they really want. So yeah. we, I don't know how Jeff is going to react. When he actually gets to hear that real information, will yeah. he sincerely listen to it or will he kind of just try to give some corporate kind of speak to talk his way out of Claude and I doing anything to help? I know. Exactly. Well, I wonder the same thing. Maybe that can be a prediction or something. Ooh, yes. Yeah. That could be something to carry us through. Yes. yes. Uh, but, of course, before Jeff can really solicit anybody's opinions there at the little morning meeting, Glenn's got to come in, act like a tough guy. <laughs> He's the big boss, the big bad boss. <laughs> and I do like this. <laughs> he just immediately gets caught in a chair. I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, poor Glenn. Just uh, everything just kind of goes wrong for him. Yeah, and then it's so it's funny because he like can't get out. Like he's obviously very stuck, like you said. And then they have to lift the chair off of him. You know, it's like I don't know. Just step out. Just step out. He can't do it. No. Poor Glenn. <laughs> And I feel like Amy's bummed because she wants just one day with Jeff around. Can we just have like a day where nothing goes wrong? Yeah. And they've had that day once. They've done it once. Can't they do it again? And that's what I, it's a recurrent thing. Everybody says March 14th. March you know? 14th. Can't be repeated. It's That's what makes it so beautiful. I know. What kind of work situation that is where like one day, maybe like only within like, I mean, I'm assuming people work there five, ten years. They can think of just one day, March 14th, and that's it, where everything went right. I wonder if they have a celebration every year. <laughs> you know, like, March 14th, we got to get the balloons ready. That's right. And then they walk in, and it's like confetti. It's like, remember that day 20 years ago. Because <laughs> I think more often than not, for, you, or for when you're working, more often than not, does the day go well, or is it pretty much just every time you're working on a project, are you just like just trying to hold everything together? Oh, it depends on what it is and who you're around. But I know when you're busier, then it goes by faster. You know, I've noticed that. And when it's um, when you don't have a lot to do and you're just like twiddling your thumbs, it's like, oh, such a long day. You know, it just feels like molasses. But yeah, because yeah. I feel like I guess it all depends on the team that you have around you. Yeah, so. the, and the people around because it, it kind of starts like if um, if your boss is in a bad mood, then usually I find that. Uh, your day's not going to be as great as you hoped. Yes, that, most of the time. And uh, I, I certainly, I, I'm not a fan of the work environments where the boss, uh, like Glenn, tries to be in there, like the yelling yeah. boss. Yeah, my least favorite boss. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't take that. I I do not handle yelling well. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I'm not afraid in cry, to cry in front of my boss when he is. Sorry, you're yelling at me right now. Stop. Uh, one person though that's always trying to impress the boss, uh, Jeff, at least from corporate, is Mateo. Yes, <laughs> the whole time. That was kind of my favorite because it's like he wants to impress him so much, and then um, Jeff keeps getting his name wrong. Yeah. I love Mateo. <laughs> that was probably my favorite one. Oh yes, Mateo. <laughs> what? But it was so interesting that he thought just if Jeff could overhear just one guest say just at least one kind of nice sentence, yeah, that'd be it. Like, oh, you were a lifesaver. Like, also, I don't know what he, yeah. Mateo was expecting. Like, Jeff would like, all right, you're going to be president of Cloud Nine now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you are the best. I have my star right here. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
uh, and I do always give potato and the matado later on. Yeah, which, potato, potato. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, like uh, Mateo tries to correct it. No, it's matado. No, it's Mateo. Sorry. Uh, and then we have Amy's big storyline throughout the episode yeah. is that uh, we realize that Dom, who uh, runs a deli, he decided he didn't want to come into the day. Uh, so Marcus is there, and Amy says, hey, uh, why don't you hop behind the slicer? We got to keep this deli moving because of a long sandwich line. And yeah. immediately, Marcus doesn't seem already to be this, uh, you know, the, the, the brightest bulb. And uh, immediately slices off his thumb. Yeah. Whew. That, uh, I kind of saw that when he was like putting the ham on. I was like, I know, I know what's about to happen. Oh, and it's, yeah, it came right off. I, I guess I feel fortunate where I've never had any kind of major kind of cutting incident, like during like food no. prep or anything like that. You? No, I haven't. I worked in a restaurant, and I, I never I never cut my hand off or anything. <laughs> off? <laughs> <laughs> They're all here. <laughs> all right. Yeah. A lot of people cutting their hands off at the, <laughs> where you worked. <laughs> Good old Texas Roadhouse. Um, that would be hard to not have a thumb, though. Like, he was saying, what am I going to do? I can't drive or use um, doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I guess it's... Like, I guess you that's just, true. I mean, that I just did, but that's a bad example. I mean, Riding, I, that would be a hard one. That or holding a gun, I guess. Yeah. Because I guess, you know, you wouldn't be able to... To yeah. pull the trigger. Oh, no, you pulled the trigger with this one, so... But yeah, I guess you wouldn't be able to hold around the uh, the handle of the gun. I don't know. I haven't... Uh, not a pro... No? Gun holder. Right. Well, next time you go to a shooting range, just tape your thumb down to okay. kind of get that feeling of what it would be I like. I will. I will. I can still make this work even without the use of the thumb. Know. <laughs> what are you doing? You wouldn't understand. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Superstore. <laughs> I, you know, I, I guess in one sense when you hear something like, as long as you get it back within 45 minutes, they can reattach it. I guess it yeah. doesn't seem so horrible. Well, I guess what we're talking about, you, you lose an, an extremity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, but it can be fixed, I guess. And I've heard stories, like in the news, I guess. I don't know where I've heard. None of my close friends have had this happen. No. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that I know of. Um, but they have like, you know, reattached fingers. So I, um, it's, po- I mean, yeah. it's possible, but you know, they don't have a time limit. You which really is... got to open up your circle of friends, Kelsey. I know. Yeah, Diversity. Just, yeah. Looking for friends that have lost <laughs> extremities. I'll put, yeah, I'll search that out on the web, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what is the meetup, you know, yes. put that on some apps. That's right. Specifically. <laughs> people without fingers yeah anybody get anything reattached to their body yeah hit me up i just want to hang let's grab a cup of coffee or something <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh and we also see that dina she uh is not uh, at least around all the employees not she i mean she was never like the, the most popular person at all but certainly after the strike in the way that she really stood against everybody else even though everybody's come back and gotten their jobs they still don't really they even think less of dina than they did before yeah and I, I mean, I can see why. It's like they all went on strike and she refused. So it's like you come back and then you have to work with that person. And it's like, but you weren't with us during the hard days. Uh, what I think is interesting, though, about her is she doesn't care if anybody likes her or not, like at all. Like, I, you know, there's not even like a little hint of her caring if anybody really likes her. I know that that was a big storyline between her and Jonah. He was trying to say... Um, come on, you know, I, I mean, I know I'm a ple- people pleaser, but it's, you know, a human nature for you to want other people to like you a little bit, you know? And she's like, no. 
Yeah, she <laughs> does not care if people like her or not. And it, I feel like that's interesting with her, even from last season, too. It's that she will have those moments of compassion. Yeah. But it's just very, uh, very private. Mm-hmm. You know, she's usually only when she's trying to help somebody else. They don't even know that she's helped them. Uh, yeah. She's talking to somebody else to try to help them in some kind of situation that they're in. Yeah. And maybe, I guess, a little bit more of a, a softening up and interest that they kind of like her if she's romantically interested in somebody. I mean, and not just in a sexual way, but like with Jonah, it seemed like a genuine infatuation. So really was kind of invested in what Jonah thought of her. Yeah. Until they were finally like, oh, I'm not really into you. And she was able to kind of blow that off. Yeah. Yeah. Just not, um, yeah, not a people person necessarily. But I, but I do like those moments that we do see when she's compassionate or helping other people, even behind the scenes. Now for you, because it seems like the, the big debate between uh Jonah and Dina is Jonah wants everybody to like him. Yeah. Dina doesn't care if anybody likes her. It's like the two opposites, yes. polar opposites. Where do you extremes. think you fall on that spectrum? Oof. I mean, I I'm more of a Jonah for sure. But it, all the way to the extreme, where it's like, nah, I don't care. You know, I don't have to be loved by everybody or liked by everybody. You know, it's I I don't care that much. Yeah, or, I'm not too. I don't think I would be the extreme, but I I think I'm pretty. Pretty with Jonah on that. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm a I'm a people person. I'm a communicator. I, I like to get along with people. So, we're saying that. You know, it's my weakness. I love too much. So, <laughs> well, I'm dead inside. So, okay, uh, we've got Dina yes. <laughs> and Jonah over here. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have that many friends in real life. So, you know, it's like I guess I don't feel that need for human connection. <laughs> what have I done? What have I done with my life? What am I doing? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and, All right, Dina. Okay. Moving on. I don't <laughs> care. Uh, and then we finally get a chance to see Cheyenne. She had her yes! baby last season, and she's back here again. She's back. That was so fun for her to make an appearance. Even um, just for her to come and say hello, not as an employee or coming back to work, just like popping in. I felt like hers was just... The most downbeat of storylines, though. It was, yeah, it was so sad. Oh, man. It just, Poor it, Cheyenne. Yeah, it just got worse. She just wanted to come by and show people people pictures of the baby, yeah. and it, her day just got worse and worse. Nobody wanted to see them because they're looking for a thumb. Yes. And then <laughs> she, wants to, she wants to cheat the checkout line. It's yeah. like, well, I work here, so I can just you know sneak into a, an open yeah. lane and check myself out. Yeah. And then people think that she's still working, so they start going right through her lane. And that poor man that yelled at her. That was so crazy. Yeah. He was so man. I find that guy just so unpleasant. I know. Oh man. I mean, don't even really see that in the grocery store, like that extreme or yeah. shopping. You know, like some. I don't know. Have you seen somebody that's that been like that over the top about? Not that, and I could understand like if you're gonna yell, it'd be irritated by somebody that is distracted to the point where they're not really doing their job. But it felt like she was still she's still trying to talk to her baby, yeah. but also bagging his stuff up. So I felt like she was still multitasking pretty well. Yeah. So for him to just yell, like if he if all his stuff was still piled up and she hadn't put anything in her bag yet, mm-hmm. and she's just talking and talking, I can understand him getting irritated. But she seemed like she was doing all right. I know she's talking to her baby. Ugh. And then she lost her phone in the guy's, the guy's <gasps> bag. Oh, I wonder if that's going to come back at all. No, probably not. She'll just get a new phone. He does not like. He does not seem like the kind of guy that is going to willingly come back to the store to give it to her. He's probably no. just going to chuck it out the window and say, Let me "Find it somewhere." Yeah. Oh, that guy's, I know that guy's a dream. There you go. That's a dream. <laughs> oh. uh, that the the great uh, the great most of uh, customer service. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to do those customer service jobs and just dealing with people like that. You're like, man, why do you have to come in just so? Angry? I I couldn't 
even liking people and wanting people to like me. I don't think I could do a customer service job. That's like that, like answering phones or like working in the cash register or anything like that. It's just you have to deal with people all day long and they're always frustrated. Yes. Oof. Or they're trying to con you or scheme you or something yeah. like that, too. It's like you never you feel like you never see the best of people in those positions. It kind of makes you kind of jaded towards everybody. Yeah. We don't need that. I know. Dina is rocking around. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Now I understand. Team Dina. (laughs) Go. I'm dead inside. I salute you, Dina. All right. (laughs) Uh, So Amy, of course, uh, she's struggling to find this thumb because Marcus left it in the store in a pile of guacamole, in a, in a container of guacamole before they headed out to the car. So, Gross. of course, somebody picks it up because it's, you know, it's a misplaced item. Mm-hmm. So it gets put back into the system somewhere on cloud nine. And so Amy says, all right, everybody, we got to look for this. Got to look for this thumb. Uh, it could be in a guacamole uh, container. It could have fallen out of the guacamole container. It could be somewhere else. And Jeff chooses that time and says, hey, I want to have a meeting with non-essential personnel. Let's get everybody in and talk about it. And so they're now they're stuck. And I feel like Jeff has posed that moment to say, like, hey, anything you want to tell me, let me know. I've watched you guys all day. I have some thoughts, but now I want to hear yours. And this is the moment Amy's been waiting for. But, of course, you know, she's got that ticking clock with Glenn's thumb. Or, excuse me, with uh, Marcus's thumb. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Amy's, like, torn. I know. And they keep missing their moment with Jeff. I just, I wonder if they're ever going to get their moment to talk about their, what's on their mind and all the issues and everything. Like you had mentioned that earlier, but um, but yeah, they they missed that opportunity, and it's so funny that Jonah um comes on and he starts off with his long winded story, <laughs> and she's like, "We don't have time for this." Yeah, yeah. So they um they did not get to uh, talk about their issues or what was going on in the store. That's and... true, and even though they didn't get to hear Jonah's long winded story, they did get to hear his long winded letter that he wrote for Dina as an apology to all the other employees, which yes. seemed like it did not go over over very well. It didn't. They have tried a lot of things. Dina tried to write a letter. Yeah, that letter <laughs> was amazing. Such a non apology <laughs> apology letter. And then he tried to uh, write a letter for her, and she hated it. And um, yeah, and I loved what she said. She was like, I am not sorry. And not like a sorry, not sorry. Like, not sorry, not sorry sort of thing. Yes. And then she throws the paper at them and is like, you're dead to me. <laughs> I know. And I like that she did edit out Jonah's like whole Magnolia stuff yes. that he's going to put in there. Yeah. I would love to see how that was going to tie into everything. Oh, she edited everything. It was like, and skip. Uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Magnolia, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Just such a critical commentary on his speech. You're starting off with a quote. Oh, my gosh. What is this? A high school? Uh, <laughs> Book report. <yeah. laughs> so poor Amy kind of misses her moment to yeah. be able to get that. And then, of course, as she's trying to corral everybody, like, we can't find the stump. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Jeff and Glenn walk up, and a customer comes up with that tub of guacamole with a thumb in it. Oh. Uh, not the best moment there for Amy. No. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat guacamole for a little while thinking about thumbs in the guacamole see i feel like with guacamole i am so particular i think it needs to be the spicier the better with my guacamole Mm -hmm. because otherwise if it's not then i feel like it tastes too bland i feel like i just it's just like too mushy and bland yeah just like eating an avocado straight that's right Uh, are you a big fan of having avocado on sandwiches yeah i do i like avocado on just about anything I feel like it always makes everything just so kind of soggy and it mutes the flavor. I feel like I'm just eating kind of mush. <laughs> what am I doing? What's going on? I feel like I should be doing more out of this. Just mush. I think it's great. I love it. <laughs> yes. They, it just tastes so good. And on breakfast, that's the best. 
Really? On toast, on eggs. Guacamole on toast? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like a chip, right? So. Yeah, you could do toast and then like some sprouts and some pepper flakes. Not that I do this all the time or anything, but but it's uh, really good. But sometimes, you know. But then you can add like, I add pepper flakes to it and that will give it a little spice to it. Kelsey, all right. I like what you're thinking there. All right. Very nice. I like that. You put it on eggs too? Interesting. I've never thought about putting guac on eggs. Yeah. Depending on what kind of eggs you have. Oh, Kelsey, you're leading an interesting culinary lifestyle. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe so. Please tell me you're Instagramming all of this. No, I'm not. Oh, come on. How can I live vicariously? I Pictures or it didn't happen, right? Yeah, that's I don't believe that guac ever touched those <laughs> eggs. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. So now, Amy, knowing that the guac in the thumb scenario that yes. Holt has been uh, you know, revealed in front of Jeff, she's worried about getting fired. Yeah. Which, that's a big deal. I mean, yeah, I mean. <laughs> for someone to lose their thumb at work. I was kind of thinking about that throughout the episode, like workers' comp, like somebody's going to need to know this so he can get paid for the hospital trip, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess was just... the was a true error, like, that he's he sliced off his thumb or that she tried to hide it by putting in guacamole and just sneaking him out? Well, I think for her, it's that he was not trained in that department on the meat slicer, and she still put him there in that position. Very true. So that's why. Because that's the whole reason Dina, um, she brought that up, I think, when she was talking yeah. to Jeff. And you do hear when she's talking to, uh, to Glenn about that, uh, she, Dina walks by and you just hear that moment where she overhears it. And then it cuts mm-hmm. to her talking to Jeff and finding out what's going to happen with Amy. I know. And that was my favorite. I really enjoyed that moment that Dina um, saved Amy's job. And she was, yeah, she was great. So. Yeah, I mean, you saw that moment of just like that little brief that for Dina, uh, a, a nice moment of compassion for as much as yeah. Dina can give somebody. Yeah. And then again, f- finishing up with Jeff, like uh, when Jeff says, I don't like you, I don't care. Yeah. And she was like, I don't like you either. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what a great deal for that is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, also just she has respect. I think that comes in um, play there, too, is like she just respects Amy as a manager and a person and like her helping out in the store and everything just her role there i think maybe she has some comp- compassion and some respect for her so maybe that's why she stepped up it have, is there a working situation where you can respect the person that you work for but not like them i mm, i mean it's uh hard to say but i think so like i think if somebody's really good at what they do but they're like a jerk then it's like okay i don't really like working for you but i can respect your talents yeah perhaps yeah, i could see would that, that would that be or, true yeah. for you I, I would think that's the case too or even if maybe i i if it's not the to the case of like i don't know if i like you as a person mm-hmm. which has been sometimes the case yeah but also just like you know this is somebody I, I, if we were working together i don't think i'd ever socialize with this person or yeah i don't yeah. think our paths are cross in life yeah but i'll work for you because you're or with you yeah because you're talented you know yeah. what you're doing you've got your stuff stuff together for yeah. at least that part so i like the way yeah. you work just don't talk to me. Let's not talk in the social. Let's, <laughs> let's not get coffee. <laughs> let's let's just strictly focus on the task at hand and never talk about anything else. Yeah, and then just go home. <laughs> yeah, and then just quietly say goodnight to each other and then leave. leave. That's it. No other small talk to be exchanged. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Done. <laughs> if anybody wants to come to talk to you, just let me know because I will leave because yeah. I don't want to hear you interacting with other people. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> Nothing but work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's great. And uh, we end the episode with uh, Jeff finally coming up to Mateo. And saying, hey, you know, I'm here now to mm-hmm. listen to you. Uh, and lets Mateo know, like, hey, I've definitely noticed you. 
which does not sound like the compliment that Mateo was hoping that it was going to be. Yeah, and it lingers a little bit. Yeah. I feel so. like when he says, like, I've noticed you, doesn't sound like, yay. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, kind of one of those. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, don't worry. I've been noticing. Yeah. I feel like when you keep asking for the, the attention, when you finally get it, you maybe don't want to have that on you. Yep. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. And so he, and it just leaves with like kind of like a long standing shot of him standing there like looking worried for a very long time which he should be (laughs) just i feel like he's just going to be sitting there just analyzing that moment over and over and over again Mm -hmm. until the next episode yeah speaking of the next episode why don't we do a a little predicting Very quiet. Your After Buzz TV <laughs> predictions. Sorry, the audio was down. No, no, we're not. so clearly Mark, a big fan of our dialogue here. I know. Thanks, Sorry Mark. about that, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelsey, what do you think is a prediction that you have for either next episode or just the season in general? If you're starting to kind of get some maybe season kind of potential spoiler or potential thoughts. Ooh, some predictions that I have. Let's see. Well, I think we are going to see Cheyenne come back um, because we, she made an appearance, but I think she's going to come back um, to work. So we'll get to see her. Maybe we'll get to see the baby. And we're still hoping to see her boyfriend. I don't know. I am, at least. And some of the girls yeah. were excited to see him and that kind of storyline play out. And then, um, yeah, Well, actually, in the universe of the show, so she goes out on maternity leave, has the baby, but then Glenn gets fired, and then they go on strike. So it's only been maybe 72, 96 hours, maybe? Or has it been longer? Oh, okay. It can't be more than five days since Cheyenne got... Oh. Because I feel like that's really fast to her to, to, like, be... Like Coming I'm out of back. bed and I'm out of bed and I'm going to the store and I'm going to shop and show people photos. I was, yeah. Okay. So I was thinking we were way ahead for some reason. I don't know because, oh yeah, because it did pick up exactly where I left off. Okay. Well, my prediction for that was going to be for season three, episode three. How Ooh. about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. She's casting a long <laughs> prediction there. Yes. Right. I don't love it. forget it yes. either. I'm Keep that, that right now. up here on the right, noggin. Yep, I'm writing that down right now. I for put another this on my year. Phone. Yep. yep. A um, reminder. I have an perhaps. alert pop up on that for season three, ep- season three, episode three. It'll pop up like, oh, yep. It yep. Kelsey was right. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Done. <laughs> That's all I ask for. Um, yeah, so I, man, I don't have any really great predictions besides that last one that was really spot on. Now, I, I know Tara was predicting, what, episode seven, she thought, perhaps, yeah. like, like a smooch happening? Yes. Do you, do, would, would you care to join that prediction campaign? Would you agree with her? Would you think it is going to happen at all this season? The smooch, are we talking, we're talking about Jonah and Amy, right? Yes. I would love to see that. I mean, it's only a matter of time, so I'm going to join that campaign because seven seems like a good episode for that to happen. All right. Seven. I seven. See. All right. Uh, man, because I'm trying to determine now, are they going to be like the will they, won't they kind of thing? They're really going to draw that out? Yeah. But I feel like I feel like every show's got to be able to ride that line so perfectly because if you wait too long, people are like, I know. just get it done already. Mm-hmm. And if you do it too soon, then I feel like you're like, you lose potential uh, story. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're, you shoved them together so fast. Now what do we do with them? Yeah, exactly. But mm. it is already season two, so I feel like it has to be this season. Because uh, last season, it was I was ready to see them, you know, develop a little 
little romance in the air. That's true. Well, now, Superstore did get picked up for a full season. So mm-hmm. if we're looking at 22 episodes, I'm willing to go a little bit further. And I don't think it's going to get closer towards the end of the season. I'm going to say, because I, I, I think I think some kind of kind of romantic thing's got to happen. At least a smooch, yeah. even if they decide, like, they, they kiss and they're like, oh, that's not a good idea. Like awkward or yeah. like, oh, we shouldn't do this. I'm or gonna, maybe Jonah goes in for it. And then she's like, I wasn't, no, we're not mm-hmm. doing that. I'm going to go... I'm gonna go episode sixteen. That's what I like. I want to go a little Ooh. late in the season. Has still potential. That's like over double. That's right. Mm-hmm. A little, little bit more fallout as we head towards the end of the season, and then maybe like a full blown declaration by the end of the season, perhaps. Okay. Because I feel like we need to see some setup with Amy's marriage, kind of maybe not yeah. doing so well for a little bit. We really haven't seen much backstory. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like the greatest marriage. I mean, it doesn't yeah. seem like an awful marriage, but it doesn't seem like a marriage she's truly happy with. Yeah, and we really haven't seen much of the marriage at all i mean she's mentioned it a couple times but and we saw the husband once last season yeah with his great grilling his, his long his long form grilling videos and stuff like Oof, all right great <laughs> yep <laughs> winner uh i mean it seems like i get like a nice guy but i feel like it's like somebody that amy settled for she was in a small yeah. town didn't maybe have many many dreams of leaving it it's like all right this is, seems like the best i can do given my my circumstances yeah but now jonah that, that guy comes into town with you know big ideas Yep, he's coming to town. <laughs> and, he's there. And those sweet Magnolia references. What a way to win a woman's heart. That sweet romantic heart. <laughs> All right, folks, that is going to do it for this episode of the Superstore After Show. But thank you so much for joining us. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat when we have that. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the show as well. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Kelsey, where can they find you? You can find me online at, at Kels Hightower. And you can find me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. We'll see you next week for another exciting episode of the Superstore After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.